0: Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 25. Lord, this morning we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for your grace that comes down upon us like rain and how we need it. When we read something like this, we read about the person of Jesus Christ manifested and living in and through us, Lord, and how that old man likes to just take control every single day. Father, will you teach us this morning? Will you show us, Lord, and not only that, just give us the grace, forgiveness we need. And I pray especially just for that empowering of your Holy Spirit, that filling of your Holy Spirit upon your church, that we would be this beautiful picture of Jesus on the earth. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, amen. We're in the third and final week of our study on the Holy Spirit. We won't be talking about the Holy Spirit anymore ever again. Just kidding. But in week one, we spoke about the Holy Spirit's relationship to mankind. And in John, 14, in John 14, verse 17, where Jesus tells his disciples that he would send them the Holy Spirit of promise, and that, that they knew him, the world didn't know him, but they knew him, because he was with them and would be in them. And so there was that relationship of how uh, he was with them, the disciples, And this is what the Holy Spirit does. He comes alongside sinful human beings. In his role in John chapter 16, which is laid out there, it says of uh, the Holy Spirit, he comes and he convicts us of our sinfulness, of the righteousness of Jesus Christ and the judgment to come. That is what the Holy Spirit does. We like the second part, the righteousness of Christ, that he is our righteousness. We don't like the first part and the last part. And so sometimes we tailor our so-called gospel message to say, you know, just Jesus loves you, which is true. But we forget about the wrath of God that had to be satisfied in the person of Jesus Christ as well as the love of God. And so we preach that we are all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And there is one righteous Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead. And hopefully he took our judgment for us. Amen? if we put our faith in Christ. And that is what the Holy Spirit does in the hearts of unregenerate people. And He goes and He tries to convince them, convinces them of their sinfulness and their need for a Savior. And when a person receives the Lord, when they say, yes, save me, O oh God, please save me, the Holy Spirit does not say no. He comes in and He fills them and he makes them a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. And that is who we are as Christians. we no longer are just people of the flesh. we now have the Spirit of God living in us, that whole, that promise that God is going to come back and redeem which he has purchased, those which he has purchased. And lastly, last week we spoke about when a person receives the Lord, he fills them. but there's also that Acts chapter one verse eight, where Jesus has told his disciples to wait until Jerusalem, until the Spirit would come upon them, that he would be, overflow them. And this is exactly what happened on Pentecost, and that's that third thing. There's the, there's the with, there's the in, and then there's the overflowing of the, of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. And this is what John the Baptist spoke of when Jesus was there. Jesus said, uh, speaking of Jesus, he said in, in Mark 1.8, Another 1-8 verse, I love it, speaking of the Holy Spirit and specifically the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, you know, there's, a, there's someone coming, I baptize you with water, but there's someone coming whose sandal straps, I'm not even worthy done loose. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And it's that picture of being immersed in water is what John was doing but it was a picture of what the Holy Spirit would actually do with us. He wants to immerse us, overflow us. Every part of our body getting up in our nose and our ears and ugh, you know, I mean, just swallow some, right, the whole thing. Just You're immersed in the water. You're immersed in the Holy Spirit. He fills you. And that's the idea. Jesus doesn't want just to be with you. He doesn't just want to be in you. He wants to overflow in your life to others. That is His nature, That is who he is. He does not contain himself. He can't help but share who he is with the world. And we spoke about that overflowing. And what does it look like? Well, in Acts 1, 8, it said that you would receive power, speaking as disciples, you'd receive power, that dunamis, that dynamite. And we somehow think that that is charisma, that that is personality, that you'll receive a personality. Those of you who are personalityless and math people out there. I'm just kidding. That's not what it is. There's a dynamic of the Spirit. And I spoke of long ago uh, in our nation's history when people would just read sermons for two hours and, and they were just monotone. And, but the Spirit of God was so full and we'd have great revivals in our country and it was not really a work of the flesh. It wasn't the lights. It was people standing on a box and reading. And people would just, they would be convinced of their sin and their need for a Savior. And it was a sweet move of the Lord upon our nation, and that's what happens over and over in the life of people, lives of people who are um, giving their lives to Jesus Christ. That is what happens, and it is a beautiful revival every single time. But it comes by the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, overpouring, overflowing from His church, empowering them to preach the gospel. And that's the thing: is that He empowers us for a reason. What is the reason? To be a witness. A witness of what? Of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he's alive, the gospel, that there is hope, that this isn't it. And so I look at that and, and I go, Man, Lord, fill me to make me that great witness for you. And go, Well, Matt, that's easy because you're standing in front of people. It's like, No, this is not my first nature to stand in front of people and talk. I, speech class was the worst thing on earth for me. And you see how I mumble and all those things but it's in our weakness. Lord, fill me, you know? And people will come up and say, hey, you know, how in the world were you talking exactly to what was going on in my life or whatever it is? I'm like, you have no idea how lame I am. I have no idea what's going on, you know? I mean, I kind of can get a hint, but I'm not trying to dial in. It's the Holy Spirit working in through me sometimes, and I thank the Lord for that. It's a sign of His grace. Don't deserve it. And that happens with you when you minister to me all the time. Stephen walked up to me this morning and said, I want to pray for you. And that was just the Lord just saying, you know what, sheep come here. You need to be ministered to, and the Lord spoke through him to me, and that's how the body of Christ works, being filled with the Holy Spirit to overflowing. But there's this power, this dynamic, to where it's not just words; it hits our hearts in a way. And so it's not a matter of wearing the right clothes and getting the lights and the right worship team and all those things. Those things are cool. Don't get me wrong; they're they're fun to have, but really what the church needs and what the world needs is God. They need God. They don't need American Idol. We need someone to speak to our hearts, to speak to the deep issues in our soul. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. This is the continuing ministry of Jesus Christ. And the overflow of that in our lives is so important. And so the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I know it's a, a loaded term, is not just for the apostles in Acts chapter 2, verse 39, it is for all believers. This is not just for you, but for those who are far off. Hey, that's us Gentiles. I like that, that the Holy Spirit is not just for us. It is for, uh, not just for the apostles and for that time. It is for all of us. And, and so I asked the question rhetorically last week, when does the uh, baptism of the overflowing of the Holy Spirit happen in the life of a believer? Is it at, at conversion or is it a separate event? And I said yes. yes, when we are born again, it says there right in Acts 2, 38, 39, repent and believe, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit, we are indwelled with the Holy Spirit, but then you go to Ephesians chapter 5, and all throughout Acts, it shows examples of people being filled over again and again of the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 5, and when he talks about do not be drunk with wine, but be Filled with the Holy Spirit. In the Greek, that is be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. As I said before, we are all leaky, right? We need to be filled daily with the Spirit of God. And the question is, how do we be filled daily with the Spirit of God? We talked in Luke chapter 11 last week. Jesus, after teaching the disciples how to pray, said, What do you do? I want you to ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. And he said, he gave the example of, you know, a neighbor going over to a neighbor's house and asking for bread at midnight, and he was pestering him until he finally gave. it. And he goes, well, that's like, if your neighbor finally gave you something that you're asking for, and that guy's kind of a, you know, what, what's going on with him? God is good. He's not like that. He will give it. And he, he says, hey, you know, you fathers out there, if your children ask you for bread, are you going to give them a snake? Or if they ask you for something, are you going to give them a scorpion? He's like, no. He says so. And he says there in chapter uh, Luke 11, 3, he says, if you then, though you are evil were carnal, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who... Ask him. Ask him. And this ask, seek, knock in the Greek is the same. It's that continually asking, continually seeking, continually knocking. It's not a one and done, ask, seek, knock, by. It's a pursuit of the Lord. Why would the Lord have us ask and seek and knock for this? The overflowing of the Holy Spirit. He's in us. Is it because he wants to withhold it from us? Why does God cause us to wait? Perhaps he, there's some verses in there that connect with hungering and thirsting after righteousness, and you will be filled, this desire, this pursuit. And as you pray, your heart begins to be changed. God begins to speak of the things that are in the way of that, and He starts to move them, because to be vessels of the Lord, we have to be empty. He wants us to be empty so he can fill us. Ask, seek, knock. Spend time with me. Let me fill you. Let me clean you up. Let me get it so much to where it's overflowing. It's not a work. It's just hanging out with the Lord and we're gonna talk more about that more. More about that more. Yeah, you bet. And as God desires, he will fill us to overflowing and empower us to varying degrees as he sees fit for the furtherance of the gospel. So if God desires that we ask Him, we seek Him, and we knock for the Holy Spirit, what should be our priority? To ask, seek, and knock. If you're missing out on something, shouldn't we ask? It's like somehow we think because we're just there that there's nothing to pursue. I'm done. It's like, no. Continually to pursue this relationship. Continually go after Him. And let me give you more and more and more. So, what are you going to do about it? When are you going to do it? How's that working out in your daily life? What are you? What are your plans? You know, that's, we have to get down to how does this function in our lives? God, you said it, and we're, out, we're in this ivory tower of Sunday morning. But how is it going to work out in my life? How am I going to do that, and How am I going to seek him? What does that look like? And kind of we get scared and we go, I don't know how to seek him. Anybody ever been there? This morning, last night, trying to put this thing together. What in the world, Lord? It's ask, seek, knock. Don't let it go by. And when his priorities become our priorities, we are used mightily. And people in this valley will be saved by God through broken messengers filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We become a powerful witness when we're filled with him. And again, we ask, why aren't people coming to Jesus? People coming to Jesus say, I think Byron said it before, but it's a little thing, but healthy sheep beget sheep. It's something that naturally happens. And so if we're not reproducing, something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Something's amiss. And I want to talk about that in in a bit, but that's not the main focus of this morning, but it has to do with with fruit versus manufacturing, and we can talk about that. But one of the marks that we have been born again is that the Spirit is having, and that the Spirit is having His way in and through us is that we are a witness for Jesus Christ we are witnessing in the way we live and we are witnessing with our mouths. Those two things, they're inseparable. I'm sorry, we love to just talk about our works and, and how we do things, but it, it has to be connected with our voices. It's our whole being. It's all of us. We are witnesses for Jesus Christ. And, and eliminate what you see on you know, your perceptions of televangelism and all that weird stuff and just read Jesus Read about Jesus and his life and what he looked like. And that's what we want to focus on. Look at the apostles, how they lived. Look at the followers of Jesus, how they did that and what they were doing. How they represented the Lord, how they spoke when they were called to how they worked, their work ethic, all these things. We're witnesses for Jesus Christ. And notice that it's not something we try to do, it's something we are. Because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's one of the marks. And so if we're filled by the Holy Spirit, it shows. We become witnesses of Jesus Christ. This is not personality, this is a dynamic. And so the question I ask myself is, Matt, are you a witness for Jesus Christ like the New Testament teaches and shows? If not, I have to ask me, and you have to ask yourselves, right? What am I filled with? What is blocking out that in my life? You know, you look at that pipe or that, you know, and and stuff's flowing through. it. There's a free flow, and God wants us to be those conduits of His Spirit. But when all the sin and the junk and the world gets in there, it clogs up, and we got like a trickle. You know, you ever had that situation? Man, we need to be bored out. Lord, just clean us up. Let it pour. So what are we filled with? In the same light, not only does the Holy Spirit desire to make us a witness for Jesus Christ, He desires that we produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. That outward proof of the inward relationship of Jesus Christ, proof that Christ's power is over sin is happening in our lives. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. Galatians 5, 22-25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. He's talking to a church in a specific subject. But those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified their flesh with its passions and its desires. And since we live by the Spirit, since the Spirit has given us life, and that's how we're alive, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The first thing I want to know, when you, when, like I said, when I read that list, and I say, okay, Love, joy, peace, patience. Okay, type A's, raise your hand. What are you going to do? We're going to make love happen. We're going to make joy happen. We're going to make peace happen in our lives, right? I know it. I mess it up all the time. Don't worry about it. But seriously, we want to figure out tactically how this is going to happen in our lives. Anybody? Yeah, I do that a lot. But the key word here is fruit. The key word is fruit. My tendency is to go into behavior modification mode. Anybody? I will not, and I will not, and I will, and I won't, and I will, I will be more. And friends, if you've gone down this road like me, you're going to head towards total frustration in your walk with the Lord, total Frustration. I'm not saying your will doesn't have anything to do with it. It really does. But you can't will it into being. This is because fruit is not manufactured. It is what? It's grown. It's produced. It's just, it happens. Fruit grows. Paul is pointing out to this church in Galatia that you are either of one or two mindsets. You are... You cherish one of two worldviews. You cherish one of two things. And this is true for every believer in the world. You either have the mindset of Christ, the heart set. It's hard to put that into English. Mind, heart. Your, your, your pursuit of life is either on the flesh or your pursuit of life is possessed by the Spirit. It's either of the Spirit. You have one of two mindsets. If a person is in the mindset of flesh, which simply means given over to sin, your life is going to bear fruit looking like it. And that is verses 19 through 21 in Galatians chapter 5. It says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, which is connected with drug use, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, if this isn't like a 20-part series, I don't know what is, and other sins like these. There's more. He got tired. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So instantly our minds go, we better not live that sort of life right? If that is the fruit you bear, then it shows that the Spirit of Christ is not operating in you. You've given over to the flesh, or you don't even have the Spirit of God in you. If that is who you are, if that is what is going on, it's the fruit of their heart. In other words, it's This is what people who do not have the Spirit of God in their lives do. It's not manufactured. It is who they are. Do you understand that is their nature? It is the fruit. They don't have to try to do it. It just comes naturally. And it shows in different ways through different people, doesn't it? Different kinds of trees. Jesus said you will know a tree by its fruit. We all know this. About these desires because they're in each of us and they war against us every day, don't they? And the horrible confession is that we love it. We love it. Forget the Lord for a second. I know that's crazy. Our nature loves this stuff. We're drawn to it. We desire it. If the Holy Spirit were not in our lives, if God was not a restrainer and a convictor, which is his job, we'd be thoroughly enjoying it, deceived beyond deception, reveling in it, and we see people like that in in our lives, of course, to varying degrees. Our flesh, in our flesh, there is no good thing. The Bible shows you don't even have the capacity within you to know that you are a sinner apart from God. That is just who we are by nature. And this is why the wrath of God is coming because we all sheep like have gone astray. We love what God hates. It's our nature. Now, I know that ruffles some feathers. No, we're basically good. No, you're basically evil. I am. You are. That is truth. That is why there's horrific things happening in our world. We have to restrain evil we don't have to. It's easy to promote. You just let people be people. And apart from the Spirit of God convicting us of sin, we would just love this stuff. We're deceived and headed for destruction. That's the fruit of fallen man, these things that Paul lists. It's the fruit. It's not a list of things that we need to stop start doing. It is just how it is expressed, the problem within us, the core issue. Our spirit, our being is corrupted by sin thoroughly. And when the Holy Spirit gives us the message of salvation, like we talked about, that we're sinners and judgment is coming and that God provided a way for both the wrath of God and the love of God to be satisfied because God was angry at sin. He can't let it go. And God has this other problem because he loves each and every single human being on this earth. He can't just dismiss the wrath and he can't just dismiss the love. It had to be satisfied. He was satisfied in the person of Jesus Christ. The wrath of God was poured out on him and the love of God was expressed that we would have his righteousness, grace had to be poured out. When we received the Lord and the salvation and he took the sin for us, the the punishment for our sin, and we have his righteousness, yay, we're now kids of the king. How awesome. When that happens, we say yes, we are possessed by the Holy Spirit. I've talked about this again and again. And now there is a war between the flesh, our natural kingdom, and the spirit, the kingdom of God, that has now come into our hearts, into our lives, into our families. There's a war going on. Anybody experienced that? This morning in particular? Unfortunately, yes. And if we deny the Holy Spirit and we give in to the sinful nature, we produce the fruit that is evil naturally. But if we surrender to the Holy Spirit, As verse 25 says, if we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. If we surrender to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ in us, Jesus in us, wanting to live like Jesus lived, if we surrender to that because He is in us, if the Spirit that regenerated us and gives us life is now filling us with the Spirit of Jesus, we should keep in step with the Spirit. If we surrender, if we abide in Christ, that is to have fellowship with God through the Spirit, then we will naturally bear the fruits of that. It is not something we manufacture. I become like Jesus because Jesus is living through me. Was Jesus love? Was Jesus patient? Was Jesus kind? Was he gentle? Did he have self-control? It's just Jesus living through me. Matt is crucified. The fruit, it's natural. It's not manufactured. How many of you are trying to manufacture the fruit of the Spirit? I try to do it and I'm so darn frustrated. I just can't make it. It just doesn't grow right. It's rotten. Anyone? And how defeated we are and how the enemy uses that as a tactic in our lives. Just be good. Just be, modify that behavior. Just do this and that and just blah, blah, blah. You can do it. Come on. You can do it. No, Jesus can do it in and through me. Period. In me dwells no good thing. That is in my flesh, Paul would say. It grows naturally, these fruits of the Spirit that we're talking about. It just grows when we are in relationship with Jesus Christ, when we are submitting to His Spirit in us. Just like if we are filled with the Spirit, we become witnesses. Being a witness and having power is a fruit of being with Jesus Christ and being filled with him. It's a fruit. It's not something we manufacture conjure up. It's something we ask for. It's something that we pursue and God gives by faith. We don't have to produce it. It comes naturally. In the same way, if we're filled with the Spirit, if we are in step with the Spirit, like Paul says, then we'll have the fruit of the Spirit. Spirit living is Jesus living through you instead of you. Spirit living is Jesus living through Matt instead of Matt. That's what the Holy Spirit is. That's who he is. He is the Spirit of Jesus. Went to the Father and he gave himself to us. I'll send you. I'm not going to leave you alone as orphans. I'm going to fill you with me. I'm going to give you power to live this life that you cannot live in your flesh. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's not behavior modification or self-help. This is simply spending time with God and letting Him change you through His Word, which is Spirit. This is my words, are Spirit. Let His Word pierce our hearts and change us. And as you spend time with God, guess who you're going to become more like? God. God is love, He's joy, He's peace, He's patient, He's kind, He's good, He's faithful, He's gentle, and He's self-control. This is clearly seen in Jesus. And if His Spirit is within us, all we have to do is yield our will to His, and we'll have this fruit. Well, how do I do that? By faith. Galatians 2.20, earlier in the book, he's talking, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. So I live this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul would say, "Who, who in the world can save me from myself? This body of death, this thing that I just absolutely love, and we try to pretend we don't love it, but there's just, why do we keep going to It possesses us. Needs to be killed. Thanks be to Jesus Christ. That is our only hope, his spirit living in and through us. And so you're looking at the book of Galatians, he says, you know what, you're either one or the other. You got the war going on, but the fruit, the fruit, look at your fruit. Who are you? And that should ask some deep internal questions. Lord, are you really possessing me? Am I giving over to sin. Am I clogging the pipe? Because I'm looking like this list, and it's not about modifying the list. It's about getting with Jesus, right? It's about looking at Jesus, spending time with Jesus, allowing His Word to fill your life. I'm not going to get into the fruit of the Spirit, unfortunately. (laughs) I know, I wanted to get there, but, you know, yesterday I was doing the men's breakfast thing, and just you know, running around like a turkey and all that things with my head cut off, or chicken, I guess is, is the phrase. But I'm getting stuff ready was the day before, and Christine pops in with the kids because I had forgotten the list. I'm just all frazzled, and then she goes, she plugs in the radio for some reason, and then uh, Chuck was speaking, and I couldn't hear it. It was fading in and out, and I was kind of like getting annoyed with it. And anyways. She took it over and decided to move it closer to me, and she plugged it in at the wall. would well, not she do that? Thank you, love. She's like, see ya. <laughs> Feed on the word, goodbye. <laughs> and all I could hear was the very end of the message, and he was talking about the Song of Solomon. I'm like, great, the Song of Solomon, the fruit in the garden and all this stuff, you know, and Jesus. And he just said, you know, Jesus just wants to come and enjoy the fruit. Some of us are so darn busy, so full of trying to manufacture things or moving around, or whatever it might be, and just busy Martha-ing it out, you know, and he just wants to come sit and enjoy the fruit. And I just sat there, and I was just like, that and, then and I'm like, well, God, I got to finish this real quick. <laughs> Anyone? And it perpetuated into yesterday, and it went into this morning, and here I am. Jesus is saying, Matt, sit at my feet. You're going to need the product of my spirit if you're going to be talking about the spirit. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. So this isn't just, you know, the Lord wants to work this practically in each of our lives. I want to become more like Jesus. I can't make that happen, but I can choose to engage with Him. I can choose to open His Word. I can choose, not that the disciplines make me holy. They point me to Jesus who is my holiness. And so, we talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, and He's this thing on the outside. No, He's the Spirit of Christ living in and through us. Less of me and more of you today. It's kind of like there's competing software in our hearts for the operating system. We've got the hardware, our flesh, and it's messed up, and it's got problems. Lord just wants to put the new program in. There's this conflict that keeps happening. It has to be resolved. I choose the Holy Spirit. I choose the Spirit of Christ. Lord, take over. And it's going to be messy, friends. It's going to be messy. There's going to be a lot of failure. Isn't it, you know, we're sinners by nature. But guess what? As we focus on the author and the Savior of our souls, as we look at him, And look to his goodness and how awesome he is and how he has victory and power over sin. He will give us the power over sin daily in our lives. And he will fill us with himself. And then, that will overflow from Christ's community fellowship to our families, our Jerusalem, to the school, to the people around us, wherever it is, wherever your Jerusalem is, at your home, your neighbors, your work, into the uttermost parts of the world. I had no idea that Jesus was talking about walla walla in that sentence. They're on the other side of the world. This is the uttermost, believe me. We're in the uttermost. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit does. And I want to see that in my life, and I know it's going to happen continually in you, and I do see it happening in you. But more, Lord, more. More, Lord. That's how we ask. So let's pray. Father, I ask as your son, we ask as your kids, um, that you would just be Lord. That that wouldn't just be an old King James word or a, a picture of something in our heads, Lord, that it, it would be really, He um, would be Lord, you would call the shots. And that you would create in us these fruits that you would be glorified in, that you would enjoy, that others would enjoy. God, will you show us where we've been manufacturing? Will you show us when we've tried to do it um, in our own strength? I you know it's a phrase we use a lot, but it fits. Would you possess us? Would you baptize us with your Holy Spirit to overflowing again this morning? Lord, that we would have that power, the power to be your witnesses, the power over sin in our lives, that you would have that power. Reign freely in us, and that the fruit of that would be love. Love for our wives like Christ loved the church. Love for the husbands as Jesus submitted to the Father. Love for our neighbor as we love ourselves. Love like Jesus loved. Love that would die that others might live. So, work in and through us, Lord. We thank you for your precious word to us. Thank you for pursuing us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for convincing us and for comforting us and for empowering us. We love you and we thank you. Have your way, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen.